see, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie woogie, and I'm going to play one. I woke up Monday mm-hmm. with, well, that's not correct. <laughs> you didn't wake up Monday? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what happened. Here's what had happened. Sometime, so so we're re- sitting here recording on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime in the, over the course of Monday, my shoulder, like the back of my shoulder, I don't know what you call that part. Like when you say shoulder, you think like the front uh-huh. here, but like the back here. Like just, where the kind of almost where the shoulder blade starts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Between the shoulder blade and the neck. And mm-hmm. then kind of radiating up into my neck is just that sounds, this. <laughs> that pain. sounds like stress. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, just really hurt, right? And I couldn't uh-huh. think of, I mean, I lugged some Christmas decorations up uh, over the weekend. So uh-huh. Christmas tree that kind of stuff. So I had done some manual type labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, is it age stress <laughs> or both? And uh, I'm like thinking both because then, you know, over dinner, we started talking about all the stuff we got to do. We're going to host the extended family Christmas this year. And uh, we got a lot of stuff we got to do before it gets here. And so we started talking about that. And the more we talked about it, the more my shoulder and neck hurt. <laughs> Yep. So, you know, by the time it was bedtime, I was just like any sort of movement of my head or my arm mm-hmm. was just killing me. So Monday night, um, I couldn't sleep because I couldn't lay on that side. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to turn sometimes. Yeah. You're laying in the same. You can't just nobody just lays in the same position and sleeps all night unless you've been unless you got blackout drunk. Right. <laughs> Wake up where you fell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> With your, like your lower <laughs> lip stuck to the floor, right? <laughs> um, so I couldn't, I didn't sleep well Monday night and woke up and it was hurt worse than it had. And you know, when you're in pain, you can't concentrate on anything. Right? No. So yesterday was pretty much shot. I got a few things done. I had a few meetings and uh, last night I slept a little better. It's mm-hmm. still so it wasn't as bad as it was Monday night, but it's still not good. And now I'm sitting here today with the same thing, and I'm I'm about as productive today as I was yesterday. Meaning, <laughs> every time I sit down to do something, I'm just like, ow. And it and it uh, it's funny because my uh, youngest was sick Monday and Tuesday with like a cold or something. But it, mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going around. Did a COVID test and it was negative, mm-hmm. which in the medical community is a good thing. <laughs> and the forward thinking critical thinking community is a good yes thing. that's correct um but yeah whatever like every single person is sick right mm-hmm. 
and I, I was mentioning this to somebody. I said, this is how you know those masks were doing something. Because I remember us talking about over the course of 2020, 2021, when we mm-hmm. were social, social isolating, distancing, and wearing masks everywhere we went, uh-huh. nobody got sick. Like, right. we didn't hear oh, about God, this. no. No. Right? Um, but now everybody's sick. Like, it just, it's running rampant through every group of people I know. Right? When I got my COVID shots, you know, because I got the Moderna, I got all, like, every single symptom they said you were going to get. Ah, like, yeah. probably times three. Yeah. And I'm laying there in bed. And I was like, when was the last time I was sick? <laughs> Being sick sucks. Because you're yeah. sick like five <laughs> times a year. But when everybody was masked and washing their damn hands and distancing, nobody ever got sick. Now, the new thing is, I was talking to Mr. Jim today. And uh, he said that they canceled school where he subs because they have a driver shortage due to quote-unquote illness. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this respiratory thing going around, too. And what they're blaming it on is kids wearing masks in school lowered their immune system. They. Who's they? <laughs> oh, you know who they are. They're, they're just, just plain old fancy day. That's who they is. <laughs> they. Yes. They, the people who won't use they as a pronoun. At least claim they won't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Simone was sick, uh, so she... Mm-hmm. Kind of just laid around for two days. I consider myself sick. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's one of those sicknesses that's like, can I claim this as being sick? Like just being having so much pain and just not generally, you know, able to move around mm-hmm. makes me not really able to sit here and work very well. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: this is better off, Dad, with Paul and Steve. <laughs> When you do not get a day off, parents, mm-hmm. and you know, this is a pop, this is a saying, an old saying, like people just, you just don't get a day off nope. as a parent. It's not like the kids are like, all right, fine, take the day off. We just won't eat today. <laughs> we won't get out of bed. We won't go to school. Simone's case, we won't, you know, try to figure out how to get well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you still, no matter what, you could do less at work, work. Yeah. Like, your your job, mm-hmm. you can take the day off of your job, job, but you don't get a day off. Mm-mm. And you know, I can hear some of the boomer moms going, "Well, my husband used to get days off. The dad gets a day off. Mom don't get a day off." Well, you know, this is twenty twenty two. Well, <laughs> and, there's uh, a difference. Dads are a lot of dads are contributing, and and yeah. some dads, half when... of the dads on this podcast are like the sole contributor. So. <laughs> <laughs> when when my mom used to get sick, though, man, you couldn't say a word in the house. My dad was like, he was he would just yell. At, but if you got loud, he would yell at you to be quiet. Sit <laughs> <laughs> down. Yep. Remember the cart? Like the cartoons were all like, you know, when when you had to be quiet around sick people. I remember that. <laughs> one of the it's one of the uh remedies so anyway that's what that's my state of being this week and you know just in time for the holidays yeah yeah and you're hosting <laughs> so welcome to the super yeah. spreader yeah exactly <laughs> the, this is the um this is the return of the vincens you know the last time we did this was 
2018, I believe, uh-huh. which, you know, was the last time anybody did anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we did 2019, but I, I don't think so. I don't, I think somebody, cause you know, our trial was coming up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, the stress was getting to us and somebody's like, Hey, why don't we do it this year? You know, you yeah. guys do it every year. Why don't we do it this year? And then they did it. And then 2020 was it 2020. 2021 <laughs> still 2020 <laughs> and then you know we had our summer uh family reunion and it was mm-hmm. awesome we had just there were people who were very supportive of everything mm-hmm. that you know and stuff and we were just like well that was nice maybe we should mm-hmm. do christmas again we're like great well, let's do christmas again i was about to ask because for the love of god why <laughs> <laughs> why would why? we host this I... this yeah, why? Yes, why? I barely even celebrate Christmas anymore. I have a little tree yeah. and my a couple of decorations, and we have two small parties that are basically just my two different gamer groups. That's it. I'm 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 done with all that noise. <laughs> I so never back, liked Christmas to begin with. So so uh, from parents don't get a day off to why do we celebrate Christmas? <laughs> Well, don't forget, we t- we did talk about the uh, tradition being peer pressure from dead relatives or whatever. It yes, was. exactly. <laughs> yep. So here's what um, I talked about this last night. And once again, my advice was not only not heated, but was uh, <laughs> was dismissed as actively unhelpful. So, so, you know, there's unhelpful, which is like, yeah, whatever. You know, that didn't hurt anything, didn't help anything. But then there's like, you giving us that advice actively causes me pain, which is a lot of my advice, by the yeah. way. <laughs> In this case, it wasn't really advice so much as it was I was trying to relate something that maybe would help someone feel like they're not alone in this world, well, right? You know, you can't write if you can't relate. That's true. Trade the body for the beef for the trade the cash for the beef for the body for the hate for a bucket full of chicken wings or something yeah um, <laughs> anyway so my youngest has been um really sad the, you know the holidays coming up she doesn't yeah. feel excited because yeah, you were saying that about uh trick-or-treat night too exactly was a, she was yep. a laissez affair yeah and of course my oldest was like hey that you know when you become a high schooler you become a teenager things change you're not a little kid anymore who's supposed to get excited about it. you're supposed to now get excited about what am i going to do with my friends and stuff right yeah. that was eli starting to find out what it's like to have advice that somebody dismisses as unhelpful <laughs> <laughs> she was like that doesn't help so last night i was like look i have read and heard people talk about this and i have felt it myself there is a pressure to be excited. Like there's this, it's sort of like a Christmas story, Christmas story movie story where Ralphie felt this pressure to make Christmas super special, right? Mm -hmm. That's a real thing. And I'll bet you there's, it's probably got a name for it in the psychologist textbooks, right? Where you're supposed to feel this festive, like excitement that the holidays are coming up. Yeah, And it's the parents' responsibility at times to create that excitement for the kids. 
And when you have one that's not excited about it, it's kind of like, oh, crap, right? So I was just, I was trying to relate. I was trying to say, you know, a lot of people feel this pressure. And I just want you to know, you don't have to feel that excitement. There are great things coming up, stuff to look forward to. It's, you know, we're going to have family times together. It's going to be great. But if you don't feel that excitement, you know, that's okay. You don't have to feel that excitement. Mm-hmm. That was aggressively unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think what she wants is the the answer of how to feel that way again. Yeah, I ain't got that answer though. Because <laughs> she's at that dude, she's at that crossroads. Yeah. Like Eli's figuring out older kids, soon young adult stuff. Simone is like walking away from through through no choice of her own. <laughs> Walking yeah. away from childhood into, you know, smack in the middle of your teenhoods, which is a whole different world. Yeah. And you do, you hold on to that. Hell, we, as adults, we still hold on to stuff from when we were kids. And yeah. she just hasn't figured out how to accept it yet and yeah. find that balance between the two. Yeah, that's, that's pretty insightful. You know, you and probably. Can, you, you can tell her I said that. I will. So yeah. my. my... <laughs> It probably, and no probably about it, it has not helped that the traditions, because normally I think the typical pathway, if there is a typical pathway, would be as you grow older, the traditions change slightly from year to year. Mm -hmm. So you still have the family get-togethers. You still have your grandparents giving you gifts, but... They change. The gifts change. Your role at the dinner changes. You might now be responsible for a dish. You might be responsible for cleaning up. You might be responsible for whatever. You know, you may create some of your own traditions. You may be like, hey, I'm going to read this poem. I want to read a poem every, whatever it is, right? Um, We just all got the freaking rug pulled out from under us, (laughs) like all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. And we had, we had like that much time to create. It was sort of like the teacher's. When they went from when they went uh, totally online and just said to the teachers, "Okay, you're the heroes. You figure out how to do online school, right? Just like that. We're giving resources, it advice. It was just like just do it. Sort of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you're right. I and I don't know. It's sort of like last you know previous episode. Like I don't know how to do what you just said. So I just do what I know how to do, which is like try to be try to relate yeah. and be like that's a normal feeling." But to your point, that's probably not what she needs right now. I think relating and then filling in examples of how you can relate to it definitely mm-hmm. helps. Because I'll, I tell my kids when they have a problem, it's like, look, I know we're not going through the same problem. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I usually say this part afterwards, but like I'll tell a story and then I'll follow it up with. Now, I'm not telling you this, say, you know, get over it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this because I under I, I I can empathize with you, and I'm trying to help you, and you know it kind of helps bridge that gap, because then they start talking. At least, at least my kids are like that. They start talking, and then you can kind of like work something out. And if nothing else, you might not work it out, but they'll feel better yeah. walking away from it, knowing that and having had a talk. Yeah. Because some of my kids, like, getting them to open up is like trying to pull teeth, like the wisdom teeth. Yeah. Others will just talk my damn ear off. 
<laughs> yeah. So you, you got to kind of, I mean, I'm sure you have polar opposites with your kids too, but because all kids are different, but I think they'll walk away feeling a little bit better at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that opens it up for them to come back to you. So, so the why celebrate Christmas? Like, why are we hosting? You know, so to, to that question, because I think that's a great question. Like, we could just be like, you know what? This Christmas thing sucks. We're not doing it. Okay. I think it is. I, I think what we're doing here is it's again, it's like everything else is for the kids. If the kids weren't like, if, if we didn't have kids, we probably would have been done already. We're like, yeah. screw this. Yeah. This, is, um, this that's, is dumb. See, I'm at that point. And I think what we're doing is we're trying to provide a soft sort of uh, transition into uh -huh. adulthood. Yeah. Because I know that they're going to want to come back for these things, right? And when they and when they come back, that's when it's going to get big again. Yes. Because, yeah. like, okay, so Eli moves away, and I know he wants to move, you know, farther away than you'd like. Yeah. But when he comes back to visit everyone's going to get into it and it'll help simone pop back into the excitement of it you know yeah yes I mean, that's 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 the hope but uh it's what i've experienced so it's like whenever yeah, well, my when my oldest comes to town it turns into a whole thing oh right, not even right. a holiday everybody so, gets excited it's yep. like gotta straighten up the house yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we have a visitor come in, we yeah. get to hear all the stories, and then an hour later they're done telling their stories. And we're like, "Well, now what?" And usually <laughs> passed out from you know driving for six hours. Yeah, right. Because this is the Midwest where we <laughs> fly. Now I can get there in fourteen hours. I'll, we'll drive. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's good advice. That's good. Good insight there. This is this is not one of the funnier episodes so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's because my damn shoulder hurts. See, see how it changes everything. Yeah. Like, well, here's my question: Were you sitting on your couch watching a movie like this? Because uh, no. sitting sitting in one position with, because my uh, buddy of mine, he's he's roughly the same age we are. He. He went to his chiropractor, his doctor, got all kinds of medication, and then found, realized what it was, was this concert that he went to uh, like a week earlier. He was sitting on the sidelines looking to his right for two hours. Oh, He's like, have I reached that age now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you have. It's a real shame. Uh, I don't mind getting old. I mean, I think you and I have talked enough about this, like, Getting old, and we're not old. We're you know mid fifties no. is not old, nope. early fifties still. I guess fifties, fifties the new seventy. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's not like we're old, but we are getting to the age where these little things don't go away like they used to. Right, right. right. Um, and that's the part I'm really like. Ah, I don't like that part. Like the other stuff, I don't, I don't mind. Like the impending, my impending mortality. I don't care. <laughs> Well, the thing looking, you have looking to do, older, I don't care. The thing you have to do is like realize that if um, you broke, yeah, everything would come to a grinding halt. Yes. So you have to like, I mean, it, it's, I'm not saying it's like to brag or anything, but especially in my case, like if I broke, yeah, um, 
chaos would ensue in a yeah. matter of hours. Right. So I look at a situation and go, nope. You know, like I could go over there and exert myself and throw my back out, but nope. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good point, actually. And and this is the touchy feely portion of the episode. <laughs> Self care is so important. A hundred percent. You can't take care of others if you if you're not taking care of you, right? It's like my therapist said when you when your plane is going down, yeah, and that oxygen mask pops down, put that on first before you even try to save your baby, right? Yeah, because you ain't gonna save nobody if you're suffocating, right? Yeah, and and saving others and not yourself is a uh, unhealthy coping mechanism for probably having childhood abuse or something like that that we don't even realize we do it's like mm-hmm. everything every i think generally that's a trauma response is going to be my answer to anything anybody mm-hmm. says from now on <laughs> well it is it honestly is and there's so much different kinds of trauma that we don't even know it like like the people that what one of the recent things i read was by read i mean saw it on tiktok mm-hmm. was uh there's no such thing. You run into these people, they, I'm an empath. I'm an empath. I'm an empath. I can read a room. I can tell people's emotions. First of all, one, most people can. Two, if you're hyper into that thing, being an empath is really just a, a coping mechanism for trauma because, or trauma response, because what you're doing is you had some kind of upbringing, for instance, where you had to read the room all the time and yeah. figure out how to diffuse situations before they happen. Yep. So which, your magic, which by your the magic way, power is tra- the trauma response. Right. And by the way, I think that's probably most people. So yeah. listen up, dads. If you feel that way, you are not alone. Nope. Because I think a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this show, if you're one of the five people that listen to this show, <laughs> You probably are like us in that when you were a kid, you probably were super in tune to the, to your point, reading the room. Mm-hmm. And is, are things starting to escalate? Is, is an argument about to break out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what can I do to sort of defuse the situation or not cause it? Um, having my room be clean. You know, it's like, is it picking up clutter? Is it cleaning up the room? Is it, you know, making a joke, making a joke. Yes. Thank you. It's like, are you, are you funny or did you have a good childhood? <laughs> um, yeah, all those things. And, and like, I, I've recently been realizing what is that? My love language. I think my love language is acts of service to others. Like what I consider acts of service, but they probably don't like, like keep it <laughs> trying to pick stuff up, trying to keep yeah. the dishes clean making sure dinner's done, all that stuff. I'm not doing it for me, (laughs) you know? I'm doing it because I feel like if the kitchen's clean, if things are decluttered, if there's a meal Mm -hmm. for everybody, if everybody gets to all their shit on time, Mm -hmm. um, if Simone's excited for the holidays, you know, if if all that can happen, (laughs) then everything will be cool, right? Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, to your point, like like anything bad, it could also be good, right? That can be good, right? Because it's good to be the linchpin. It's good to be like the person who can bring all that, the glue that holds it all together. 
Yeah, as long as you exercise self-care. Yeah. In your downtime. Yeah. And you make the downtime. Yeah. And and we return to where we begun, to where we began. <laughs> Maybe my shoulder hurting is the universe's way of saying, hey, why don't you take it easy for a minute? Lemmy said that death is your body's way of telling you to take a break (laughs) (laughs) he'll be missed yeah speaking of Eli he's been listening to a lot of Motorhead lately awesome does he have a favorite album Uh, I don't know Uh, I don't know I don't know if favorite album is oh I guess it would be with him he does he does think of music in terms of albums because most of his favorites are from Mid two thousands and earlier, mostly well, earlier. I, I, I want to know. A, I, I want to know a top five favorite songs from Motorhead. So, all right, get that to me when you can. I'll get that to you when I can. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, all right, self care. Try to take it easy. We are the linchpin. <laughs> and if the linchpin, you know what a linchpin is, right? Why don't you why don't you tell me what you think a linchpin is? That's that's my way of saying it. I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure if I'm right. <laughs> it's that pin that keeps the train the is that what from that? rolling away from the train. Okay, I was thinking about pulling a trailer, but that makes more sense. Is it the pin in between the cars of the trains? You can call that 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 could be considered a linchpin, yes. Okay. If that's gone, the whole train falls yeah, apart. The train right? takes off and the and the cars keep going and then smash into whatever's on the corner. Yeah. So you got to inspect those linchpins. You got to take care of them from time to time. Otherwise, their neck and shoulder is going to hurt and they're not going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a couple more meetings today and then that's it. So maybe after this, I'll just not try to force myself to be productive. I'll just be like, I'm resting. <laughs> You're gonna force yourself to not be productive. Yes. <laughs> Whether I like it or not. Well, I had this another conversation with my kid. Was uh, he said that he like like he likes it. One of the reasons he likes. Oh, I forget the example he gave, but he had two examples. One of them was riding horses, mm-hmm. and it was he said because when he's riding a horse, he has to focus on riding the horse yeah and he he said it's one of the few times that he's not thinking about what do i need to be doing right now Mm -hmm. right because if there's downtime then you're like he's like me poor kid he's like me if there's down if i'm sitting not doing anything my brain is just going okay what am i supposed to be doing what do i need to be what needs to get done there's always a list my arm's length long i should be doing something on the list right i can't just be sitting here and he said when he's riding a horse, like you, your brain can't do anything else but ride the horse. Otherwise, right. there's a fine line between riding a horse and sitting on the ground next to a horse. <laughs> that's just looking at you like, what happened? <laughs> I think you're supposed to get back on me. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like a bicycle. <laughs> and they, well, they call it, uh, there's another thing, like even if you don't fall off, there's, even if you don't do an emergency dismount. Um, <laughs> an emergency unplanned, yes, <laughs> rapid dismount. Even if you don't do that, they're like, you can tell when somebody's riding a horse versus being taken for a ride. Mm-hmm. Like you're just along for the ride. The horse is doing, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's one of the issues I have. Maybe that's trauma response mm-hmm. to and this is like not even a mystery. When we were kids, if you were sitting not doing anything and your dad caught you sitting, appearing not to do anything. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I think every dad out there has had this because we were all raised in the same. If you were raised when we were raised, your dad would come in the room and be like, why aren't you doing anything? There's plenty to do. I got yep. stuff for you to do. Get outside and do something. So th- there's this always, and my first real job in the foundry, like I would just, there was not much to do. So the boss would come over and be like, why aren't you busy? I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, I don't really have anything right now. I was like, <laughs> well, then there's your answer. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? He's like, well, you can't just stand there. Here, take this broom and sweep. I was like, I already oh, swept it three times. He's like, oh, I you hated that. Sweep it again because I can't have my boss coming through and seeing you not doing anything. So my entire early life was all about you got to be busy or look busy. Well, small talk was a trap with my dad. It'd be Ooh. like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I found, I'm reading this comic, you know, Captain America's fighting Dragon Man. And, oh, that's cool. Why don't you go out and chop wood? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> If you're so, not chopping wood or thinking about chopping wood. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, take care of yourselves, dads. Come on. You know, a little downtime now and then. Maybe uh, find a hobby or something. I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is one of those aggressively unhelpful pieces of advice. <laughs> There's the episode. There's the title for this episode. <laughs> Aggressively unhelpful advice. And, but what do we know? We're just, uh, you know, better off dad with Paul and Steve trying to do the right thing when things are hard. And it shouldn't be this hard. 